All right. Well, uh, happy Monday, everybody. This is Rich Poland. And this is Stacey Ham. And it is April 4th. And it's kind of a somber, a little bit of a somber podcast here, Stacey. Fifteen uh, point lead and we lose the game today again. Yeah, so so fifteen point lead. So for for all of for all of you out there, Stacy is from Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Did you have an accent when you were younger, Stacy? Never had a, I mean, I can't say that, but never had an accent. Never had an accent. Never uh, had an accent. Thank God. You know, it's like you living in Richmond. In Richmond, you know, you never had that accent. Well, yeah, but I, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't grow up there. Did any of Did your they have an accent? What's that? People in Richmond have an accent. Oh yeah, people in Richmond. They, They're all southern, right? Yeah, they they have the old southern accent. They have like the foghorn leghorn southern accent. I say, I say, sir. You know, the dignified, the dignified plantation owner kind of southern accent in in Richmond. They get that river boy. Yeah, that's yeah, the the fo- yeah the foghorn leghorn southern accent. Well, you know, Rich, what a good year. Unexpected. North Carolina was not very good this year. I mean, they lost to Pitt. Pitt won about nine games or ten games, and North Carolina lost to them by 20. It was a down season to start, but Hubert Davis did a great coaching job because you and I talked a bunch, and I was skeptical of this coaching hire, but it, I think it's going to be okay. If he can recruit, I think it's going to be okay. I think I think it's going to be okay as well. Uh the amazing thing was that they they uh, put Coach Chesky out of his out of his I don't know out of his career I, on on Saturday night. And where were you for that? I I was on an airplane coming back from Austin, Texas, and I was able to watch the game on the airplane. Were you- I was in a small little town in uh, Saginaw, Michigan, Lake House, my friend's Lake House, and we were watching. I watched the game with her husband. And it was a good game. The Carolina game was really good. So I watched it there. It was a fantastic game. I mean, there's, you know, in a, in a team sport like that, there's no correlation. I mean, this is a golf podcast, but there's no real correlation. It, it, I guess it would almost be like, you know, Bobby Jones playing in his last Masters and yeah. the sentimental favorite or whatever. And some, some, his rival, you know, if he didn't like Walter Hagen or something, and Walter Hagen just kind of comes in and beats him in his last Masters. It is, yeah. Well, it'd be like, uh, yeah, Tiger Woods wearing foot joy shoes instead of Nike. <laughs> I heard he was wearing foot joy today. <laughs> well, Rich, you know what a what a season! Congratulations to Kansas and North Carolina. Of course, you're my team always, and I'm just glad you beat Duke. I really am. That made my week. That made my week and my year. But we lost, so that did make me too happy. I think. I think. But that- anyways. The, the, you know, neither of these teams was dominated by one and dones, and that's the thing that makes me happy. I don't, I don't like. That's what I love. I don't like the John Calipari's, you know, and 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 it's one of the reasons why I really don't like Shashevsky, is that he, you know, he pivoted to the one and dones, and it just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's arrogant of me, but I think Duke, as a university, is such a fine institute that it's bringing a, a bunch place. of kids in to one of the top twenty schools in the country to basically be in school for one semester. I mean, to me, it's disrespectful to, you know, to college athletics. Uh, maybe that's arrogant. Uh, you know, uh, I don't mind it. I, I do mind it, but I, you know, I, I can see it at Kentucky or Memphis or, you know, you know but, yeah. but Duke's fantastic. It's a great school. It'd be like, would they do that at Stanford? Would they do that at Northwestern? 
Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's like, think of Gonzaga, one and done. They've had a couple recently, you know, the, the Sug kid. I mean, that's been years since they've had one and done. And then they have this kid this year, he's going to go pro. But it's a, they're both small schools. Gonzaga, the kids stay for a long time, and that's why they're good. They can make good runs in the NCAA. Duke made good runs, but it's, again, it's just rental, rental players, right? It's renting a player for a year. You think those kids go to school after next semester? You think they're going to go to school the rest of the year? Those no. kids that are going to be the lottery pick? No, they stop going to school after the first semester. That's how you know. That's how when you when you have a guy on your on your team who you think might be going pro, you look on Twitter for kids saying, "Yeah, uh, he doesn't go to school. He doesn't go to class anymore." Because if if you you can if you're going to go pro, you don't have to go to class the second semester. You're gonna you know you're not going to get passing grades, but if you don't care to stay in school it doesn't matter you know what makes me sad it's like this walker kessler kid he he's a big time recruit from north carolina he goes to auburn what a waste of a year to transfer he should have stayed with carolina but he goes to auburn now he's leaving he's going to pro you know that kid was a high recruit and he just leaves transfer portal portal i don't know why he left maybe because of uh roy williams leaving i don't know or he didn't fit the system but those are the players. And he goes to Auburn. Who goes to Auburn? Who leads Carolina to go to Auburn? And, I don't and, and Hubert Davis was the lead recruiter, right? He was the lead assistant lead yeah. recruiter. So it's not like Walker Kessler wasn't recruited by Hubert Davis. There's got to be a connection yeah. there. There's got to be a connection. But you know what? I think college basketball set up. There's some good coaches. The kids, the guy who left Gonzaga to go to Arizona. There, it, it, Hubert Davis taking over. Bill Seth's been there for tw- is going on his 19th year, but going on his 20th year there. And he took over for Rory Williams. Both those guys took over for Rory Williams tonight, which is amazing, right? Absolutely. Well, congratulations. Anyways, you know, congratulations, congratulations to, to Kansas and congratulations yeah. to JJ Spawn. Yeah, JJ Spawn. JJ Spawn. JJ Spawn. I I would have put on the list of guys who, yeah, you know, I would have said he was a guy who was going to go back and forth between the Corn Ferry and the PGA Tour and and never win. Because he, you know, he was one of those guys who occasionally you'd see his name on the leaderboard on, you know, coming into a, coming into a, a, a Saturday or Sunday, but never really maintained. Yeah. I mean, he was good down the stretch. I mean, you know, you hate, we had all these guys that have won before Coochers, Matt Jones, Adam Hadwin, you know, uh, who else? Charles Howell, Gary Woodland, Fratelli, Brendan Todd, all these guys that have won, Keegan Bradley. A lot of guys down the stretch that, I mean, that had won, but man, he pulls away. Pretty impressive, right? Pretty impressive. Uh, two shots. Does he get in the Masters this year or no? He gets in the Masters this year, right? With that win? Uh, does, he get, does he get in for this year? I know, I think he does. I think he was the last guy in the field. Richard Bland made it up into the top 50 and he didn't get in. He did, what happened? How did he? He was so too he late. Was number 53. Oh. It was too I late. I think that's crap. Yeah, he was no, number he's... 53. He had a great tournament. He makes it up to the top 50. He doesn't get into the Masters. Doesn't get into the Masters. Yeah. But J.J. Spawn does make it into the Masters. But good for J.J. Spawn. Great swing on J.J. Spawn. Good win. I mean, he's played a lot of tournaments without winning, right? It's Absolutely. Good and, good I, you know, Matt Kuchar gave himself a shot. He had Matt Kuchar on the 18th hole needed to eagle the 18th hole. And with Spawn in trouble off the tee, right? Spawn drives the ball way left. 
and Kucher's in the fairway, and Kucher has one last shot and just, you know, he's not a long hitter and just leaves the ball a little short, goes into the water and winds up getting it up and down for par to finish tied second with with the Aussie, Matt Jones, who shot uh, uh, six under the last day to to get to 11 good under round. with Kucher. Great round. Good round. There's some good rounds out there. You know, Adam Hadwin shot five under. Really good rounds on, on the last day. Keegan Bradley shot six under. Wow. Yeah, back backdoor top ten for Keegan Bradley shooting six under the last day. Uh, but yeah, it's a good a, tournament. Good that's tournament. that's a, that's a tough course. It's a it's a tough course. It is a really tough course. Wind comes up. It's a tough little course, which it should be right. I mean, this is a big tournament. I mean, it's a tournament to get into the Masters for guys who don't have a shot. So it's great. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, really, if you look at the you know coming into the tournament, if you had to rank the favorites in this tournament in terms of like biggest players. Who, who who laced it up two of them didn't make the cut now in bryson DeChambeau's case i think he was just warming up for the masters his wrist he i read an article today he said his wrist is about 80 percent, and he's been advised not to play but i think he was just warming up but rory rory didn't make the cut which uh, i don't know maybe sometimes i wonder if these guys don't really want to make the cut they're just getting a couple rounds in before the masters I think you're right. Probably a couple rounds in, then go home and practice a little bit. See how their shots going. Yeah, probably you you nailed it. I bet that's it. And but you know, Jordan Spieth played, eh, you know, just barely he made shot the cut. Sixty five yesterday. And right? then shoot sixty five uh on Sunday to get maybe a little momentum going into the Masters. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little a little momentum. I mean, I think I think our master show this year should be the guys who don't have a chance to win. I mean, I think that list is very small, right? If you think of the season so far, lots of guys have won first-time winners. So I think we should talk about the guys who might not have a chance to win. But, man, there's about 30 guys I think will have a chance to win this this, this tournament. Well, I got, my eye, I got my eye on one guy. When we do our predictions, I would okay. almost give up, give up everybody but one guy if i if i if i was going to vegas right now i know exactly who i I'll, i'm not going to spoil it but i know exactly who i I'm put my money on i know exactly oh, who i put my money on so what what i think has also been really cool about this this season as a Ryder cup fan is seeing some of these young europeans come over and compete on the pga tour so yeah. we we've talked a lot if you listen to us we talk a lot about the Hoygaard twins, specifically Rasmus and Rasmus being the, the one who first came to prominence. But Nikola has won, I think, just as many times now. But Rasmus is, I think, regarded as a slightly better prospect at this point in his career. Uh, he been over the last couple of weeks and got a, got his first uh, top 20 on the PGA Tour. He shot, shot, shot four under par on Sunday to finish at seven under par, tied 18th. So he's been over. He's in the top fifty in the world, right? I think he is. Aaron Rye, uh, Aaron Rye uh, continues to play on the PGA Tour. The the uh, Englishman of Indian descent. So it's it's good to see, right? Yeah, it's really good to see. I mean, Tony Finau gets a top thirty finish. He finishes five six under with Aaron Rye. We'll see Hopefully how he finds his game. Well, I hope so. I mean, Tony Finau has not been the same really. Well, he played well at the Ryder Cup, but really hasn't done anything of any of any notice since the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I mean it's sad. I mean he's such a good player. Hopefully he hopefully he gets his game together. And hopefully this might be the week for hopefully this is the week he gets it together. But uh you know a lot of a lot of the Ryder Cup players, you know, 
that didn't make the cut. I mean, Ricky Fowler, again, another missed cut. Ian Poulter, a missed cut. Uh, you know, this is a tough course. And I, I do think it was one of those courses where if you're on the wrong end of the draw and you get more of the wind, you know, good luck to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cameron Champ didn't make the interesting I mean, thing, uh, Hideki Matsuyama withdrew. So, I mean, I he's been having it. injury problems. I hope he's able to defend. I hope he's able to defend. Pizza dinner will be great. <laughs> the dinner will be fantastic. Serving pizza, I would say. So, uh, so uh, Stacy, the big news of today, however, uh, you know, nobody, uh, nobody uh, pulls numbers in golf like Tiger Woods does. I mean, there's, there's nothing that's ever been comparable. Do you think when we were kids uh, on TV, golf pulled a bigger number if Jack Nicholas played? I don't think so. Do you I think it pulled think a bigger so. number if Seve Ballesteros played? Maybe a little bit. I mean, Seve was, was uh, so flamboyant and, and, and had such an amazing game. But I don't but think... the it, news was so late getting to people. I think, you know, they're reading papers and it's been printed and written. So, I mean, these days, the advent of the internet, I think you're right. There's no one that pulls people like Tiger Woods. And so, uh, you know, for anyone who hasn't, who, 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 you know, wasn't paying attention today, uh, were you fooled uh, on, on April Fool's Day, which was Friday, there were tons of like fake accounts uh, that claimed to be Charlie Woods saying that they their dad was playing and i was fooled by one got to admit i was fooled by one i was fooled by one of them i mean did the real did he really write one of the the, the tweets i don't think so i don't think, don't so. think so yeah well, i was any, fooled by one of them too yeah i, I think we both were fooled by charlie by fake charlie wood saying his dad was playing and uh so now that it looks like tiger woods will be playing it's absolutely amazing to understand where he is 14 months after his life-threatening accident. Yeah. I, I, it's great, right? I, I'm so excited that he's going to potentially play. It, it, they said it's a game-time decision, but I think he's in. Well, Fred Couple said he was playing great today. I saw a couple oh, other really? tweets saying that every shot he took looked perfect. He was just oh, flushing seriously? the ball. Oh, wow. I mean, do you think he has a chance to win? I think it would be very difficult. I mean, you know, you know, Ben Hogan won the U.S. Open coming back from his life-threatening injuries. I guess anything's possible, Stacy. But, uh, you know, I, I think Tiger will be happy just to maybe play four rounds. Yeah, I, get, I think you're right. And if he misses the cut, he's probably just have to get a little work in the PGA Tour. I was listening today to uh, Steve Zabin's podcast. And, you know, Steve Zabin's a big golf guy. Uh, and he was talking about, and, and I'd be interested to get your comments on this. He was talking about how the golf media is different than, say, the football media or the baseball media or the news media. That if something happened, if Tom Brady was in an accident like that, where, you know, at seven in the morning, he flies off the road at 90 miles an hour with no evidence that he ever put his foot on the brake, flying over a median strip and into a grove of trees, breaking his leg, that the football media would not have rested until they figured out why that happened, what substances were in Tom Brady's system, and if the police whitewashed it and didn't do testing or anything, call the police to bear for not following protocol and treating Tom Brady 
differently than what they would, you know, treat an average True. guy. The golf media, I don't think so. The golf media has basically, you know, forgotten about they've forgotten about the suspicious nature of Tiger's crash and just decided to focus on the amazing nature of his comeback. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think you might be right. They, they might be right about that. I mean, I think, the, of course, Tom. I, I don't. I don't know, Rich. I, I don't think it's the golf media letting him off. I think Tom Brady, yes, would be scrutinized a little harder. I think golf is one of those sports where people like, love Tiger Woods, but it's not a big sport for the for the average fan, right? They like it. They look at it. They read the stories, and I think they move on. But it was early in the morning. What's the chances of? Yes, yeah, chances of being hungover from maybe uh, alcohol. Yes, drugs. I doubt it. Well, it'd be painkillers. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be hardcore drugs. It would, drugs. Be, pain kill- it would right. be painkillers. Pain kill. Tiger's done that one before. That was what he was. He was found That's in true. Florida, uh, in the car on the side of the road with uh, a bunch of, you know, narcotics That's, in his system. That is true. That is absolutely true. So but the golf he, media they might but, have it right. But the golf media is not, you know, the regular sports media. It's just yeah, not, not like the paparazzi type of NFL, Tom Brady, and all these other dudes, right? Going after them hard. No, not at all. But I uh, mean, you're a hockey guy. You're a hockey announcer. I mean, do you ever interview the players? Were you ever hard on them when you interviewed them? No, I was a fanboy. You never t- asked the tough questions. No. Like, who are you going out with tonight? Who like, am I going out with? <laughs> who are you? Uh, what girl's coming over to your house to show you her hockey? I, I was, stick you can use hockey. I was broadcasting for college hockey, man. I was a fanboy. <laughs> I was a I was a one hundred percent a fanboy. But uh, uh, yeah, I I, w- I would definitely. But you know, they're college hockey players. Uh, it was it was fun if if our if if my if my uh, good buddy Bill Davinsky or John Tui, any of my college buddies are out there. It was kind of fun to watch Harvard hockey play in the NCAA tournament. I was I was texting. Did they win? No, they lost in the regional semifinals, but there were so many guys on the team who were sons of people we broadcasted. Uh, oh, that's cool. Which was really, which was really cool. It also made us feel really old, but there were three, yeah, there were three uh, children of guys who played and we, when we were there and uh, including the coach and, but a couple other guys as well. It was pretty, pretty darn Did cool. Did you, uh, those kids are, Highly intelligent kids, or they get in because they play hockey. Um, Harvard hockey could get guys into school, but you couldn't be a complete dumbass. Okay. Um, but the hockey players, I mean, they were really the best athletes. Well, I, I mean, I guess when when I when I was at Harvard, the best, th- I guess the best three teams would have been men's ice hockey, which did re- you know the, the standards were at least slightly reduced. Although I got to tell you, some of the guys on that team have gone on to do amazing things. I mean, you have, you know, uh, Butch Catone, who was the first Canadian born uh, president of the bank of England. I mean, he was on that wow. team. Uh, I know, I know uh, our friend, Tim Barraquette uh, ran a, a gajillion dollar hedge fund. So there were, there's some really prominent, prominent people. The other two, the other two sports were our men's squash, they, when I was there, men's squash didn't, I don't think they lost a match in four years. Uh, and my good friend, Kevin Jernigan and his brother, Kenton Jernigan were number one and like number three on that team. Kenton Jernigan being the best American squash player for years. And then crew, you know, another you know, fantastic sport crew. Uh, but I don't think either squash or crew 
you know, I don't think those kids had relaxed standards to get into school, but you know, some of the hockey players probably did. It's okay. Not some of them could still SAT. Huh? <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's like the Wonderlick. They have to get the, yeah, the Wonderlick test. Um, but anyway, you should take that test. One year they should let they should let abnormal people take that test with all those athletes to see who scores higher. There was the only guy, there was, a, there was a, actually a Harvard guy who scored a perfect score. He was the only guy who ever scored a perfect score. I think it was the punter. Was it, was it Pat McNamee who scored a perfect he score played, on that test? Only one who he ever played did the league. It. How long? A long time. I think it was Pat McAnally, but I may, I may be wrong about that. It, was, it well, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Vince Young. It wasn't Vince Young. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Rich, what a what a what a what a weekend of golf! You know, JJ Spawn wins, and it's a good tournament, right? He wins this tournament, and he's in, he beats some big time people. Changes so it changes his him. life. Changes his life. Changes his life. Yep, because he's played on. He's been out there a long time without winning. How many? How many? Uh, I think I saw it the other day. One hundred and forty-five entry. One hundred forty-five tournaments, and maybe more. That's that's right. Cameron Trinkdag. Yeah. Cameron Trincali's still, he's the leader now. I think after Jason he's, Kokrak won, uh, that leaves Cameron Trincali as, as the leader in the in the clubhouse and most starts on the PGA Tour without a win. How many does he have? Over a, lot, a lot. He's been out there a while. He's a good player. Good, good little player. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good little player. But hey, well, I'm, I'm excited about this upcoming, the Masters, but to finish it off for the week, the LPGA Championship. We had Jennifer Cup. It was a, it was the final tournament to be played in the desert. They are moving the Chevron Championship. Of course, they're moving to a Texas. Uh, Texas, the place is rich of oil, rich in oil. They're moving it to, uh, I think, Houston. But Jennifer Cupcho wins her first major. She's 24. You know, she won, She shot eight under yesterday, 64, and she finished a total of 14 under. She kind of dominated the field. And it's kind of unique for Jennifer Kupcho because she was the first winner of the Augusta National uh, Women's Amateur, and now she's winning the last major to be played at uh, the, the tournament, the course in Rancho Mirage, which is also known as Dinosaur. Well, there used to be a Dinosaur Open. Well, what a good win for Jennifer Kupcho. And we always knew, I mean, she's a star, Wake Forest. She was all-time, she's a four-time, I think, a four-year All-American or something. She's a fantastic player. She held by she held from Colorado. She ended up going to Wake Forest. So what, all, we all know Wake Forest is a great uh, school for uh, academics and golf. And uh, the person that tra- uh, Jessica Corda was the Jessica one who kind of tra- made a charge. Yeah, Jessica Corda made a charge on Sunday. Shot a pretty low score, but came up short. Got to within what got to great- within two yeah. strokes, and uh, yeah, and and nobody else was really you know that that close to her. There was uh, a, a, what a Czech girl, uh, Babnik, who was at 11 under par. Lexi Thompson has a good week. She, she finishes tied fourth at 10 under par as well. Yeah. I know we talked about this last week, but I'm kind of sad. They're not going to go to the desert. I mean, it's always a good tournament to have there. I was you know, sad. I was sad they took, to you know, Dinah short loved the LPGA and I'm kind of sad. And I just, that, that her name's not going to be on it anymore. Yeah. It's kind of sad. You know, you think they would, Maybe have another tournament in the desert. Maybe they'll get another tournament. But this is kind of sad, the last one. But Jennifer Kupcho wins. I like it. And then and then another story is the uh, women's uh, Augusta 
National Am- Women's Championship, Amateur Championship, which played this weekend. It's always played the weekend before the Masters or along with the uh, drive, chip, and putt contest. But Anna Davis, a girl from Spring Valley, California, which is not far from the high school that I went to in uh, that I went to in San Diego, a nice little town east of San Diego. She wins. She shoots uh, a one under two fifteen for the for the week, and she was uh, she's only sixteen. Wow! So what a win from her. I mean, only she took down some pretty good. I watched Only a little 15. bit of the drive, chip, and putt, and you know the oldest girl, oldest girls and boys in that competition are fourteen and fifteen, one year older. And, 15, yeah. and, and yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, she qualifies for this thing by winning like the, the Amanda, I think Amanda Farr tournament. She won a bunch of tournaments, and she has a twin brother. And they, I, I saw her being interviewed. They asked her like. Uh, you know, how do you guys, do you guys, are you guys competitive against each other? She goes, yeah, he's kind of like my little brother. He goes, he's a good, better iron player than I am. But she goes, I don't carry a driver in my bag. And I'm just a pretty solid player of golf and a really nice kid. So I'm happy she won. And she hails from an area that I lived in. So congratulations to um, Anna Davis for winning that tournament. And All then right. we had a winner on the Kern yeah. Ferry Tour. TJ Vogel wins it, his first victory ever on the tour. So he wins. He shoots 67 on last, 567 on last round. It was uh, Midnight Mass. So I think a Midnight Mass tournament. So he wins that. And then on the Champions Tour, Stephen Aker goes away by 17 under in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And he beats a uh, pretty decent player. That's his one to begin in the tournament. And what about the DP? Uh, the DP, you know, I think it was, I didn't see anything on the DP this year, I don't, this week. I only saw, uh, there's a app, there's a South African open. That was all I saw this year, this week. I'm not sure if they had a tournament. I didn't check it out. They're pro- pro- probably, probably getting everybody over for the masters. Probably getting everyone over for the masters. Yeah. So that was pretty much in the world of golf, but exciting. Of course, you know, we're happy Jason and Jennifer Cupcake. Okay. So Stacy, uh, let's let's uh, get right to the point. It's Masters Week. It is Masters Week is one of the best sporting weeks of the year. It starts out with the Final Four, with the NCAA championship game, and then you get the opening of Major League Baseball season and the Masters. It represents really the beginning of spring in big sections of the country, right? Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the course is just always so pristine and beautiful. Uh, but I, again, I think more than that, it just represents really the changing of the seasons and the realization that winter's over and spring is here. I think I have one announcement to make for all you uh, fans of the Masters. Uh, they're not going to have a peach ice cream sandwich this year. No. Yeah, there's a shortage. Shortage of peaches. Of, of peaches. Yeah. So no, there's no, that's a good thing. Uh, ice cream sandwich, peach ice cream sandwich. That sounds great, right? It actually sounds really good. <laughs> it sounds really good. It sounds well, better rich, than, it's, it sounds better than pimento, than pimento sandwiches. Yeah. It really does. Well, if we could ever get tickets to the Masters, uh, you know, maybe we'll get to have one of those pimento and one of those peach ice cream sandwiches. Well, it's always we like. We may try to we may try to do something special for the Masters. Hopefully, uh, you and I can get together and watch 
uh, Saturday or Sunday this this uh, yeah. this weekend. We should we should definitely do it. Uh, yeah, I'll be around this weekend. We should definitely do a you know do something doing the masters i think you, it'd be kind of fun you've been you've been traveling so much and i i said i i traveled this weekend but i haven't been i don't travel nearly as much as you do because you have work yeah. and i'm happy to be home i tell you for a night and then i'm gonna head off tomorrow but it'll be good we yeah definitely saturday sunday we should do something uh, maybe saturday we should do something for the Masters, or maybe even friday all right so uh hey rich uh, okay i'll talk to you about on Thursday night to see what you and Melissa are doing. Yeah. I need you guys to show up at a restaurant because I'm going out and think I want you guys to show up. You do or you don't? <laughs> I do. I want you guys to maybe show up. Porque no on Mississippi. Porque. I think that's I think that's beneath her. That's, you don't have oh, to you don't have to oh, dress up there. Yeah. No, oh boy. You have to bring some extra uh you have to bring a lot of flowers and write some love letters. Oh geez. I brought flowers today. <laughs> I did. I brought flowers oh, today. I love it. Um but uh, we're going, we're going, we're going to Laurelhurst Market on Wednesday. She doesn't know this yet. I love, I love that place. It's amazing. I've never been there actually. She loves it. Oh, it's so good. Oh yeah, love it. Anyway, getting back, getting back to the golf. So, ESPN wrote a story about who could win the Masters, and you brought up who can't win the Masters. Yeah. But. Before we talk about who can and can't win the Masters, um, I'm going to give you if I had if I had to bet, and I had like a you know uh, I had a I had a hundred dollars to bet and I needed to win, who I would bet on? Wow. Hundred bucks. I, I know what I, who I would take. All right, I'm going to tell you who I would be. You tell me who you would be, who you would give okay. your last hundred dollars, and I'll tell you who. And it's never a good idea, people, to bet on golf. Golf, you know, is a, is a difficult sport to win because you know, so you know, little bounces, everybody's good, but um, based on track record and current performance, my guy this week is Cameron Smith. Wow, really? He's finished. That's impressive. He's finished top top five in two of his five Masters, and I think top ten in four of his five Masters. And he's coming off a player's win, and he's coming off a tournament of champions win. And he hasn't played since the players, but uh, that's if I had to if I had to bet my last hundred dollars, I'd bet Cameron Smith. That's a good one. So for me, looking at the list of players, if I had to bet my at my last one hundred dollars, I'm gonna go with Corey Cox. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, he's got the game for that course. He can get up and down. He's a good driver of the ball. I would go with him. I mean, Sam Burns would be my other favorite, but Corey Cox is I'm gonna take. So how about this? Uh, Patrick Cantlay, not Rory, not Jordan. All right, how about this one? Every major, there seems to be one relative unknown who's in the lead or close to the lead in the lead group on Saturday and then just kind of, you know, kind of fades away and shoots 81 on Saturday or, or, you know, 79 on Sunday and finishes tied 22nd or something like that, but puts a scare in everybody. It's, it's the Smiley Kaufman effect, we'll call it. Okay. All right, who would you pick for the Smiley Kaufman uh 
Saturday morning champion of the year? Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch, that's a good one. I was going to say Seamus Power. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. I like it. That's a real good one. Seamus Power. I, I, I just love no saying Harry Higgs for you, huh? No, Harry Higgs. I don't, is Harry Higgs in the field? Seamus Power is definitely in the field. So, you know, Harris English has had surgery, so he, he's out. He's nursing this surgery that he had. He had hip surgery, I think. Oh, and I was wondering where nursing. Harris English was. Yeah, same here. I read a story the other day. He had hip surgery, so he's not in. So why didn't Richard Bland get in? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's that's... Not, he's 53rd on the list and not 51st, right? He was 53rd coming in. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and Richard Bland played so well at the U.S. Open. He was the Smiley Kaufman of the U.S. Open last year. That's true. He really was. Let's see. Under Eric? happy, ESPN says, happy to make the cut. Guys who should just be happy to make the cut. They have Danny Willett and J.J. Spawn, Hudson Swafford, Lucas Glover, Takumi Kanaya, Garrett Higo, K.H. Lee, Harry Higgs. So Harry Higgs is playing Minwoo Lee, Lucas Herbert, Cameron Davis, Stuart Sink, and Patty Harrington. See, that's an interesting list, Garrett Higgo, because Garrett Higgo's won. Harry Higgs hasn't won on the PGA Tour, right? He hasn't won a tournament, has he? has not won. Yeah, he has not won, so that's an interesting list. That's him having him on the list, happy to make the cut, or happy to win, you know, Gary Higgo, happy to make the cut. I don't think it's form. I I think it's form. His form, he's not in good form. he's He's not playing well. That's true. He is not playing well. Let's see. I mean, look at this. ESPN has as guys who, you know, can win the tournament. I, I guess you know it's not that interesting because it's all the guys that you know would would be there. And the the I interesting mean, what about one, guys that can't win. Well, I mean, the the interesting one on their list of people who who can win include is Daniel Berger. They have Daniel I mean, Berger up yeah, there with the superstars of the game. I mean, look, look you know. The, the betting favorite is John Rahm, and the second betting favorite is Justin Thomas. Yeah, that makes sense. And that makes sense. That's what it should be. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's great. That makes sense. So they have, they have under Miracles Happen. This is their tier three. Miracles Happen. Francesco Molinari, Robert McIntyre, Robert McIntyre, your man, Taylor Gooch, Kevin Na, Jason Kokrak, Siwoo Kim, Cameron Young. Lee Westwood, Zach Johnson, Sepp Straka, Eric Von Royen, Mackenzie Hughes, Luke List, yeah. Thomas Peters, yeah. Ryan Palmer, Guido Migliozzi, Christian Bazudenhoit, and Charles Schwartzel. I think Charles Schwartzel should be happy just to make the cut. He hasn't played well in years. I think so. I think you're right. I think you're, I mean, hell, Brooks Kepka might be happy just to make the cut. I'm trying to see. I, Ricky Fowler is not playing. I don't think Jason Day is playing either. Is Jason Day not playing because he's hurt, or is he playing because he didn't qualify? No, he played last week. He did, so he's not qualified. Right? I think he, I think he's not qualified. Just like Rich, uh, Ricky Fowler I, is no longer qualified. Ricky Fowler, that's sad. I mean, we got to talk about that in one of our one of our uh, upcoming podcasts, you know, because well, we're going to put the we're going to put our Australian conversation off in another couple weeks. We're ready for it. We're ready for Probably. you guys. Sorry. I'm sorry if there's any Australian listeners. We really do want to have a focus on Australian golfers 
over the years with with an eye to the President's Cup. But maybe maybe we're just putting that up, uh, putting that off as a tribute to Cameron Smith because when he wins, we can talk about uh, yeah, Australian I mean, golfers. Smith might win this, uh, this uh, week. Uh, if if he wins, I'm in the money. I'm 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 you know buying drinks for everybody at at the club if Cameron Smith wins. I love it. I love it. Well, Matthew Wolf, I should have voted for him at least like over round. I don't think he can. I don't. Yeah. Him. Matthew Andy Wolf, I don't think Bryson DeChambeau. I think Bryson's not fit enough to win right now. What about, what about DJ? What do you think about DJ? So DJ won the November Masters, and he hasn't been playing well particularly, but then a couple weeks ago at the at the match play, he really played pretty darn well again. DJ and Brooks Kepka. Yeah, do you think either DJ or Brooks Kepka has a, has a fighting shot? I don't. I mean, if anyone has a shot, I think it would be DJ over Brooks. But they've both been playing well. I would take DJ over Brooks for some reason. I just, I think DJ's game's a little more consistent. I mean, they've both played well here before. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, 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 I don't see. I don't see either DJ or Brooks Kepka competing this. Uh, you know, in, in you think a top ten, either one of maybe, them. Maybe, maybe, maybe if it is, maybe a backdoor kind of top ten. I. I you know, I, I'd I say agree. if if an American wins this tournament, Colin Markawa is not in his best form. I'd say if an American wins, it's going to be one of the guys in form, and the guys in form are Scotty Scheffler, Hudson Swafford, <laughs> or Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantlay. I, if an American's sure. going to win, I think it's one of those two guys. I think you're absolutely right. I I don't see any. Uh, Cameron Smith though, right? He's American. No, he's American. No, Cameron Smith's not American. Not as American. What's what's the uh, one American that's been playing great this year? Scotty Scheffler. No, no, the other kid, the young kid, Cameron David. Cameron Davis. Cameron Davis. No, no, you mean Cameron Young? Family. You mean Cameron Young? I'm sorry, Cameron Young. Yeah. Cameron Davis Cameron. is Aussie too. Cameron Young is that's is, right. is, is the kid with the perfect swing from uh, from uh, New York. Yeah, yeah. I, I think those guys might. He might be one. But you're right. I don't think there's so many. I don't. I don't think there are a lot of big name guys that are going to win this tournament. You know, the top thirty guys, the top thirty people that we always would say, Justin Thomas has a chance. Jordan Spieth's not top thirty anymore, but you know those top players. I don't think, I don't think they're going to win. I think it's going to come from some some surprise player, some player that plays awfully well on Friday and Saturday who's going to take it on Sunday. Well, it'll be interesting. We'll see who wins the the Smiley Kaufman Award. And uh, eventually we'll, we'll Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch and I have I have Seamus Power. I just love that name, Seamus Power. A good name. What a what a great name. But uh, yeah, I I don't see I don't see you know Jordan Spieth playing well this week. I don't see Patrick no. Reed playing well this week. Nope. Um, you know I, I you know here's an interesting one. Sam Burns. What's Sam Burns going to do this week? Yeah, I mean he had, he's been playing well. He's been Amber playing well. Cameron Smith, these are the people that we got to watch, right? I mean, this trip, this course is made for guys like the two of those guys that come, you know, at the end of uh, end of Saturday, sun, going into Sunday to be up at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, nobody would be – well, would we be surprised? So what, what skills – what skills help you at Augusta? Okay? So you have to be a great putter. You have to be a creative putter. Do you have to be a great – bunker player and chipper to win at Augusta because because yep. Victor Hovland isn't Victor Hovland's great at everything else he's a great iron player 
He drives the ball incredibly well, and he's not a bad putter, but he can't chip. Is that going yeah. to be his Achilles heel at Augusta? I think it might be, unless he's going to put everything. I mean, he can literally put it because it's so undulating and so flat and smooth surfaces. He might be able to put a little more. They don't have a lot of grit. They don't have a lot of uh, rough around the greens there. That's the thing. So he might be able to put a little more than chipping. We'll see. All right, Stacy. So you're going, you're leaving again tomorrow. At least tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. Wait, wait. Where, where's this trip to? This is San Francisco. I go to San Francisco for a day and a half. Then I come back on Wednesday night. Oh, man. Well, I guess that's not oh, a bad good. place to be. I was in, I was in Austin trip. for 24 hours. Oh, my that's God. That's a great town. I didn't I get to town. see much of, much of the town. We got in it. It you was... We got in. We stayed downtown. We got in at one thirty in the morning. It was so loud. I mean, that must be so it was much still fun. going on, right? Stuff was still going on. It's not next you know, time. You got to take the day off, Rich, and go there early. He, like I mean, here on the here on the West Coast with COVID restrictions, every bar closes at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. They don't care in Texas, man. Don't mess with Texas. I didn't see. I didn't see any. Well, in in the course, I was I was at a medical course. In a medical course, they made you wear a mask. But outside of the medical course, I didn't see a single mask. No one wears a mask in Texas. Except in the airport and the cadaver lab. Yeah, amazing, right? All right. Well, we will be we will talk to everybody. We'll probably uh hopefully well, let's maybe do a special session. So yeah, I get back on Wednesday. Maybe we should do a special session. I mean, we should we'll do a session sometime. We didn't even pick our winners, right? We didn't pick who we who we thought was gonna win, right? So so I have Cameron Smith. And I will go ahead. I'm going to throw away my other pick, Stacey, because I'm so I'm so confident about Cameron Smith. So I'm going to say well, Seamus Power. Oh, okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say Seamus Power as my as my European. And let okay. me let me see. I He's will your Australian. The Australian Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. He's my international. Uh, I'll say Seamus Power as my as my uh, European, and as my American, I will. Again, I'm I'm just throwing it away. I, I'll get someone who I know is not going to win. I will say, uh, let's see. I will say Billy Horschel. He's not going to win. Wow. Good, good, good. Okay. So I'm going to go as my international player, Abraham Answer. Good one. Abe Great Answer. cutter. Uh, the European player. Tommy Fleetwood. You you pick Tommy a lot. I, I like him. He's got to win one of these times. He has a one shit. So I got to pick him. An American. That's what they said in the majors about Colin Montgomery. An American. I'm going to go with Sam Burns because he's the easy one and he probably won't win. But that's it. All right. Well, you can. You Abraham can... answers Tommy Fleetwood and Sam Burns. Well, tune in. We'll have an extra podcast uh, during during uh, the tournament, and then turn in and make fun of us on Sunday or Monday next week when we do our Masters uh, recap. Yeah. Until then, everybody have a great week. It's spring, everybody. It is spring. spring. So so it feels like winter around here, but it's spring. Go out and and play. Go out and play. You know, golf outdoors or tennis outdoors, either before or after the Masters, depending on whether the East Coast or the West Coast, and hopefully enjoy some wonderful weather. Yes, and I hope North Carolina gets better recruits than any other than Duke Blue Devils, the one and done bastards. So go Tar Heels! I love you. Good year. I right, we just came. Good, good year, and, good, and Hubert Davis is going to be a good coach, Stacy. 
He's going to be a good coach. He can recruit. He's got a lot of charisma, a lot of, like, good attitude. I love that guy. So, yep, we'll go from there. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. All right. Take care.